Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We are in the midst of a several-part study dealing with leprosy. And we have seen that there's leprosy of the skin, leprosy of the, the hair or the beard, and there's also leprosy that we'll encounter later on in regard to buildings and, and houses and such. But now we're in the midst of a study where we're dealing with one who was a leper. He has been cleansed and now he's going through a purification. And we talked last week about that purification process. It just doesn't happen because that leprosy is gone. There is something that he must go through, a biblical ritual, a process that involves offerings. We're talking about burnt offerings and sin offerings and guilt offerings. Those that acknowledge that he was guilty, but now he has found forgiveness. That the God who has disciplined is now restored. And there is this process of full restoration. And I want to emphasize that, that God indeed restores and he restores fully. But be careful. He's restoring fully to the community. There are things that an individual can do that disqualifies him from some particular service. Don't think that restoration involves a a putting aside of those qualifications that the Word of God is most clear concerning. There are things that disqualify us from certain types of service or certain types of titles within the body of believers. But when we're dealing with our relationship with God, our relationship with a community, these things can be fully and absolutely restored. And again, these things that we've been studying all show that God is a God of holiness that god takes seriously those things that are impure he wants them to be pure and god will move to bring about purity but we we need to be submissive in our relationship with him what does that mean we need to listen to god and implement his word do not think that restoration comes about for those who are not committed to implementing the word of god well let's begin take out your bibles where we left off last week in leviticus chapter 14 and we're ready for verse 21 we've learned last week what that process was of purification but what happens if one is so poor that he's not able to secure the things that he needs for this this restoration this this purification process well in that case what does the word of god say 
Look with me to Leviticus 14, verse 21, where it says, But if, and it uses the word dal, the Hebrew word dal means someone who is excessively poor. That word can be used for the English term meager, meaning one who has very limited means. He does not live in abundance. He is not able to just pay anything. He is very poor. And therefore, it says here, if this one who is in the purification process, but he is poor of meager income, it says, and that it's not possible for his hand to obtain, and this means he cannot, how most Bibles would translate it, he cannot afford certain things. He simply is too poor to purchase them. If this is his situation, it says here that he should take one sheep, one sheep, and this sheep is for, and the first thing that is mentioned is a guilt offering. Again, when we have sinned, realize that we are also guilty. And restoration is not going to come about until one acknowledges before God and sometimes before God's representatives, God, I am guilty. What I have done is a violation of your word. Now, this is related to repentance as well. I've said many times that repentance is agreeing with God. And that means embracing, acknowledging, accepting the standards of God. And today, there is that, what we talked about at the beginning of this this worship service. There is a hesitancy to accept the standards of God. That is why we are entering into this time of apostasy a falling away a rejection of the standards of god to embrace the deceitfulness of the enemy what he says and his deceitfulness always always produces unrighteousness so here's what you need to acknowledge not just you i do as well everyone are we going to submit to god's definitions of righteousness what is righteous and what is unrighteous if we do not we cannot repent and if we're not repentant there's no way to receive god's grace repentance is a requirement for the grace of god to be received so someone who says i reject uh, these standards of god i don't believe they're sinful i don't believe that's perversion i don't believe that's inappropriate i choose this well when someone chooses their own standards and rejects god's standards they have not repented and they are not a candidate for the grace of god now here it sees first and foremost this one must take a sheep this sheep is for a guilt offering and what does he do it says here lit which is for waving and this waving i've made mention the waving so says the scholars relate to victory that's true but there's also a waving that has to do with an acknowledgement a public acknowledgement 
And this is a very important part of restoration that you admit publicly that that you have violated the standards of God. This is part of the repentant process. So it's a wave offering for atonement concerning him. So not does not only does he take this sheep for the guilt offering, but it also says a tenth part of this fine flour that is is mixed with oil and this is related to the grain offering that he's going to be provided and with that is a log of oil so we see the sheep we see the grain offering also oil these three things for this process if one is poor and that's not all keep reading look at the next verse verse 22 and two turtle doves or two uh pigeons so either one is acceptable pigeons or turtle doves but there's two that must be taken so two turtle doves or two pigeons which his his hand is able to to achieve meaning he's able to afford and it says one of these is going to be for a sin offering and the other one is for a burnt offering now they work together because the sin offering represents death one of these pigeons one of these turtle doves depending upon what he gets is going to die The other one is going to be used for a burnt offering, which is totally consumed. Nothing is left over. So in this situation, what it shows us is how sin and the judgment of sin works. Sin is going to be destroyed by God, either by his judgment or by his grace his mercy his forgiveness but it's not going to continue look now to verse 23 and he brings them when well there was that seven day process and now we're dealing with the eighth day the eighth day of his purification so on the eighth day of his purification he brings them to the priests to the doorway or the entrance of the tent of the meeting that is the tabernacle the tent of meeting before the lord and i would emphasize that last phrase before the lord this is important because that term lifnei hashem is a a idiom for submissiveness you come before him meaning you are submitting yourself to the presence of god acknowledging that god is lord and that you're doing this because of who he is and what he has commanded let me make it very clear a principle a spiritual principle until we approach god acknowledging him as lord submitting to him coming before him under his terms not ours his terms until we do that nothing spiritually is going to happen in our life that's going to have a positive outcome in our life we need to approach god always submissively verse 25 and he will sacrifice and this is word for slaughter 
he will slaughter the the sheep for the guilt offering and the priest will take from the blood of the guilt offering and what is he going to do with it he will set it upon the earlobe of the one who is being purified what earlobe the right earlobe of the one that's being purified and also upon the thumb of his right hand and upon the big toe of his right foot now we've talked about this because blood involves redemption and he is supposed to listen until we are redeemed we can't hear god clearly we find that hand and it's dealing with the primary part of the hand the thumb has to do with work action deed and the foot where we go here's the message until we are redeemed and we experience the redemption the forgiveness the grace of god the restoration of god until we are restored we're not going to be able to hear from god clearly we're not going to be able to serve god and we can't get to where god wants us to be this is the message of of putting the blood blood relates to redemption upon these three specific places upon the body and then notice something else when we are committed to hearing from god doing his will and being in his will going to it notice verse 26 and from the oil the priest will pour upon the the palm of the priest's left hand so he's going to pour some of that oil in the palm of his left hand and what is he going to do look at verse 27 and the priest will sprinkle uh, from the finger of his right hand from the oil which is upon his left palm and he's going to do that seven times again before the lord seven is a holy number let me say that differently the number seven relates to the purpose of god and we need to bring the purposes of our life submissively before god meaning this whatever purpose whatever objective whatever uh, we wanted to accomplish all of that is done away with we now come before him submissively wanting to carry out his purposes this is what this restoration is about so you're not going to be restored if you're not committed to the will of god the purposes of god the commandments of god and here again i've said it many times before but it's worth saying again and that's this we receive so many negative responses because we are committed to the commandments of scripture and so many times people feel that this is in opposition to grace we're not under law we're under grace true but being under grace is going to cause us to fulfill the righteousness of the law grace works so that the will of god the purposes of god the commandments of god become our our lifestyle how we live out our faith so look again we see here that the priest will sprinkle with his finger from his right hand from the oil which is upon his left palm 
he does so seven times before the lord verse 28 and the priests will will place from the oil which is upon his his hand upon the right earlobe of the one who's being purified and upon the right hand meaning upon that thumb of the right hand and upon the big toe of the right foot now why is he doing this again we see something an order none of this is just written haphazardly there's revelation in this and what is its message blood relates to redemption and the oil represents the anointing and first one has to be redeemed by the blood then and only then can that anointing come upon him we can make it simpler redemption comes first and true redemption leads to an anointing of the spirit that's the principle that we see here going back in the book leviticus that we see also clearly taught throughout the new covenant that is in the new testament so principles repeat themselves god is the same god yesterday today and forever and his principles are consistent why does he not change because his ways are perfect so redemption leads to anointing if you haven't been redeemed by the blood then you're not going to experience the anointing of the holy spirit because the holy spirit it's only through redemption that the holy spirit indwells within the life of a believer so this is the principle that we're seeing at this time look at the end of verse 28 upon the place of the blood of the guilt offering now what does this mean where he's doing this in the place where the guilt offering was made where that blood is there and it's to show something that this one was guilty see the only ones who are going to be redeemed are the ones who acknowledge their guilt and that's where really spiritual change comes upon a person when they are honest before god to to state god i am guilty this is the problem with people who want to to embrace the the lies and the deception of that antichrist spirit the antichrist spirit the antichrist is a man of lawlessness and therefore he supports that which is unrighteous he hates the law of god because there's a connection between the law of god and righteousness and between righteousness and the glory of god being manifested he doesn't want god's glory to be seen he is against anything that glorifies god where the true believer the disciple of yeshua they want everything in their life a true disciple he wants everything she wants everything disciples they want everything in their life to glorify god this is how we live out our kingdom faith so we see the the conflict between what the antichrist wants and what the true messiah demands from us look now to to verse 29 and what remains from the oil which is upon the palm of the priests he sets it upon the head of the one who's being purified and again notice 
it's purification that leads to the anointing that's the simple teaching here now we need to to unlock this what do i mean by that well when there are things that are impure we could say unclean those things that are are counter against the righteousness of god they're going to hinder the work of the holy spirit they're going to hinder the anointing of the spirit and lose some, learn something without being anointed by the spirit you can't do anything that's pleasing to god we are absolutely absolutely dependent upon the anointing of the spirit to find the will of god do the will of god manifest righteousness so the glory of god is expressed in our actions that is what a believer is called to do be in god's will in order to carry out god's will to demonstrate what is righteous to see the glory of god being manifested through righteousness and god's glory being present is is part of worshiping him so it all goes back to the foundation of why we exist we exist to worship god to give glory to him verse verse 29 again and what remains from the oil which is upon the the palm of the priests he sets it he will place it upon the head of the one that's being purified for an atonement concerning him before the lord now if you've been reading this section this phrase lifnei hashem has been repeated several times it is a term of submissiveness i stated that and i want to repeat it it's all about us demonstrating submissiveness to god that is spirituality learn it again it is only when i am living submissively to the instructions of god the commandments of god the will of god and no there's an inherent relationship between the commandments and the will of god so it's only when i'm committed to the instructions of god am i going to experience this anointing you are anointed for carrying out the will the purposes of god and then it says look at verse 30 and he will do with one of the the turtle doves or pigeons that he is able to to secure that his hand is able to obtain meaning that he can afford so that expression that his hand is able to obtain meaning he can afford he is going to do with one of these and what is that he is going to what his hand abstain obtains he is going to with one of them for and we've already learned this for this burnt offering and the other one excuse me for a sin offering first let me get this right for one of these that his hand has obtained he is going to use for a sin offering and the other is for the burnt offering upon the grain offering so we see a connection between the grain offering and the sin offering and the burnt offering they're going to be used together why well this grain offering is seen as a gift to god and it's acknowledgement i'm i'm guilty because of sin but god is going to consume that sin get rid of that sin in my life and and this is why 
I'm gracious to God, meaning why I'm giving gifts. Because I want to acknowledge His work in my life, His forgiveness, His judgment of my sin so that my sins no longer are present, that they have been consumed, that they have been done away with. This grain offering, the word grain, mincha, is related to gift and it's related to, to the concept of that which is is gracious meaning simply that which is not an obligation but a desire a desire to acknowledge god and the priest will atone concerning this one who's being purified before the lord verse 32 our last verse it says here this is the law which is for the one who has leprosy that ailment that striking of leprosy and let me point out that that word nega appears throughout chapter 13 and chapter 14 related to one who has been struck with leprosy why has he been struck with leprosy because of of sin specifically the sin of pride the sin of wanting to elevate oneself by putting others down speaking unkindly speaking in a derogatory way publicly about another when when this is done it will always have an adverse effect now today do we see people getting struck by leprosy no it's the same god but we see that 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 pride that type of speech hindering the anointing of the holy spirit in the lives of believers look again at our last verse verse 32 and this is law for this one who has been struck with leprosy one whose hand is not able to obtain obtain all these things for his purification god because someone is in a a poor state god's not going to reject him understand that that money is never going to be a hindrance for one's spiritual growth for one's spiritual reconciliation for that redemption god is going to make a way it all emphasizes the love of god but here again there is that minimal condition this one who's poor he still has to obtain certain things and the teaching of the sages is this that when this one really desires to be purified that god has moved in his life to remove the signs of leprosy that these things are gone that he will be able minimally to achieve and obtain these small things and it's through these things that he shows a commitment to the lord so let me ask you a question and that is this how are you demonstrating a commitment to to god that that you acknowledge what he has done and that people can look at your life and how you spend your resources and i'm speaking about money time talents everything that god has given to you are you being a faithful manager of these things and does your management of these things reflect your commitment your love for your savior 
that's what spirituality is it causes us to make very different decisions than those that belong to the world because we're no longer members of this world we may live in this world but we belong to a kingdom reality one that cannot be seen but one that can indeed be experienced and when it talks about the kingdom within us he's speaking about the working of the holy spirit that we have that foretaste of salvation salvation this kingdom victory right now through the ministry of the holy spirit and i'll conclude with this by saying the most important aspect of the redeemed's life the one who's been redeemed by god's grace is his or her ministry how we are being a steward of that anointing are we living in a way that that is hindering that anointing grieving the spirit or are we living in a way that's bringing power a powerful anointing into our life that demonstrates the righteousness of god that manifests the glory of god because when god's glory is present his work gets done meaning this there is restoration not just for the individual we should have experienced restoration and now we're acting behaving doing in order for situations and other individuals to experience this restoration understand the inherent relationship between restoration and the manifestation of the glory of god while close with that until next week may god bless you shalom well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.